is going on, guys? I go by the name of Cleo Thomas, a.k.a. Mr. Slick Living. I'm Patrick Cloud. I'm the anomaly Will Farrow. We are the Arcade Tokens, and this is Coin Toss. This podcast is brought to you by Gridiron Gaming and is powered by the PFRPA and is produced by Thunder Studios. Yeah, Will, wait, 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 wait. I feel like you're so good at this. Who is it powered by? The PFRPA. I knew it was in there. I knew it was locked in there. Okay. Yeah. That's what's up. <laughs> okay, for sure. I was seeing it. I could tell. You don't you, you know, on the script no more. Hey, uh, man, you know with it. That was, hey, that was <laughs> difficult when we started. <laughs> yeah. Just to throw that out. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. <laughs> Great episode on the on, for everyone listening in today, man, and watching. We, uh, of course, have our champion, Spargo, in the building. So he'll be answering a lot of questions, man, and letting us know exactly what is it like to be a 15-year-old prodigy at Smash Bros. He won Incredible. the whole thing. Two the whole thing. The whole, whole time. Hard. Yeah, man. Second Two times. Time. Second Red time. Iron Invitational. Smash yeah, Bros. Man. All Spargo, man. This guy Ooh. is taking yeah. over. So y'all really want to stay in this interview because speaking of taking over, we got something that's taking over worldwide if you ain't seen it uh I'm not gonna put i'm not gonna call out patrick cloud like that and just get him disrespected in the comments but if you ain't seen one division you are missing out okay now we wanted to talk about this last week we didn't get a chance to and i'm so glad we did because we've learned so much pat let me make you feel just even even a little bit worse so WandaVision is, of course, the first season is on Disney Plus, and everyone has been raving about it. Just to give even a brief recap, the last episode, episode six, was probably the greatest episode of the entire season. So much people have even rated the episode individually. IGN gave it a nine out of ten. I didn't even know IGN rated episodes, let alone Never knew. just 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 by itself. Right. And now we have learned that the last three episodes, usually the shows are about 30 minutes. So like we told you, Pat could catch up. The last three, though, are an hour long each. The last three episodes will be an hour long. And if you've seen the last episode, you see why Cleo is going Ric Flair right now. How many episodes was before this? Six. Six. So you still got time to catch up, Pat. So wait, six episodes and then three episodes that are an hour long each yes the last three episodes of this and by the way wandavision there will not be a season two this is it this This is it it. and they are leading this into everything else that we're going to deal with with marvel it's 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 dr strange uh multiverse of madness it's the falcon and winter soldier it's armor wars everything else that we're gonna have to deal with in the marvel cinematic universe all depends on this wandavision series these last three episodes they're pretty much getting a movie Three hours long. You know what I was about to say? Before it was like, oh, snap, you're Iron Man, you got a movie? With this new age, I would rather this deal. Think about it. Mm. You got got six episodes that were 30 minutes, which is three hours. And then an additional Mm -hmm. three hours, that's six hours. That's that's like what? Three Marvel movies. You got three Marvel movies rolled out all at once and... It's on Disney Plus. It's not in a movie theater situation where there's like, yeah, I never really got to see it, but it's like people have Disney Plus. One account can have a room full of people watching it. So 
I would rather, if I was in the Marvel universe, I would rather have this WandaVision deal because she low-key got just the, the, the same amount of, of airtime as three Iron Man movies, if you think about it. <laughs> well, well not just, not just And not just that, though, Pat. You have to understand, not only is she getting her shine, but Cleo only scratched at the surface of what she's opening up for this next MCU. That's the thing. So one of the biggest things is currently right now, One Division is the most watched show in the world. In the world, everyone is currently watching this show after episode. So everybody made it past that first episode. Everyone made it past that first. Pat, when, when, okay. remember how we normally tell you, yo, if you just give it three episodes, yeah, yeah. I promise yeah, yeah, you, yeah. you'll love it. Pat, it's like Watchmen. It's okay. like Watchmen. You get past episode two, you are hooked, and you're going to love the nostalgia because you're going to start understanding the references they use for TV shows, and you're going to love it. Yes. But the biggest thing um, that I, I have now noticed about them is that, well, a lot of people aren't catching is that this unlocks the door for X-Men. The X-Men are now officially a part of the MCU, not just outside of Deadpool, but the simple fact that I, I, I don't mean to spoil something. So people, if you are listening to this, you haven't seen WandaVision, we're about to spoil a little bit of things. But if you've seen clips, you'll you'll still catch it. So um, in the show, WandaVision has two children, which is, of course, Tommy and Billy. Uh, Quicken and mm -hmm. uh, Quicksilver in the comic books. So uh, news was Quicksilver would that's Billy, right? Uh, Cleo, Billy no, is uh, Quicksilver. The, the sons' name are Wiccan and Speedy. Is, is <clears throat> it? No, no, no. He's quick. His his name is Quicksilver, right? I thought. I thought. I thought. Ronda's brother, Ronda's brother was Quicksilver. It is Speed. exactly. Wanda's brother's Quicksilver. Wanda's brother's Quicksilver. The one that showed up and that blew the internet up. But Wanda's children's names are Wiccan and Speed. Okay, so he didn't take over Quicksilver's name. Okay. Yeah, so no, there's Speed he just and Wiccan. Like for Halloween. Gotcha. Okay, so there's Speed and Wiccan. Wiccan and Speed are now officially the first recorded mutants of the MCU. They are the first natural-born uh, humans with powers, with that mutant chromosome. Why? Because they were a kid of a... Uh, they they were birthed by her. Yeah, they were birthed by her. So her powers developed. That just, turns, that just automatically turns her into a mutant? Well, no, no, no. Think about it. None of the rest of the people we've seen in the MCU had the power inside of them. Wanda was created by the Infinity, by the uh, Mind Stone. So was Quicksilver. Right. It was experimented on. Iron Man built his suit. Thor is a god. Spider-Man was bitten. Yeah. Hulk, uh, 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 accident. There is no yeah. person in the MCU who had a power generate from them. Mm -hmm. Those two are the yeah. first ones in the MCU. So, to so Wolverine isn't them. alive yet, or what? No, Wolverine's alive, but again, he was tested on. So in the MCU, he don't exist yet. He's not even so that's here. But yeah. This opens the door for X-Men, bro. This opens the door for mutants. I don't know if we'll see Wolverine on screen again. Oh. I really but, don't even care at this point. I'm just no, happy you, to know that yeah. men are here. Yes, indeed, wow. man. And so now the big question that has been rolling around is um, the the House of M storyline is mm -hmm. what is supposedly supposed to be the next, the first storyline of X Men. And okay. so what we've been what what the rumor is supposed to be is we might get to see Charles and Magneto in Wandavision. 
our first view of the official Magneto and Charles of the MCU. And two, that's lit. Reed Richards. I always liked X-Men's early stories anyways. And it seems like those would be the whack ones because it's just like beast in a yellow outfit, you know, early stuff. <laughs> Not a lot of people. <laughs> but like I've I've enjoyed all of their early stuff rather than the the more modern stuff that they tried to keep up with the the the, um, the comics. But also that was the Sony interpretation. We haven't had the the magical Disney Marvel touch on them yet. So I don't I actually don't know what to expect. <laughs> Well, that's yeah. when Fox what, what, had when Fox had the X Men franchise, X One, X Two, X Three were a thing. But then when First Class rolled out, I felt like, "Yo, keep this. This is beautiful. I love First it. Class." That was the um, one. And then we had the Days of Future Past and Apocalypse go down, and whatever the case may be. But if Wanda is a, if Wanda Vision opens that door to X Men, we get Magneto, we see Professor X, whichever ones, whether it's the OGs or the Young Guns, whoever yeah, we I get to see about those, that, that's sir. Whichever too, one's sorry. great, I'm with that. Um, the the you know the House of M storyline is so crazy in the comics because you know she she uttered the words "no more mutants" and wiped away what 96 percent of all mutants on Earth. Like that's what happened in the story. She just had a psychotic break. If yeah. they're following that storyline per se, so is it the reversal of it? Does she enhance? Does she awaken the power, uh, the powers and humans that they didn't know they had around the world? What's going to be the payoff here? So here, here's my theory. Here's my theory, sir. So in a particular part of the episode uh, of the last one, Cat Darling, uh, 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 Darcy, Darcy told mm -hmm. uh, Monica Rambeau that yo, you can't go back in there. She's mm -hmm. rewritten your cells too many times. So when mm -hmm. I heard that, my first thought was, this is how you can have both versions of Magneto and Charles if you wanted to, because old ones go in, younger versions, younger versions go into it. When they pop out, they're the older versions of themselves. So then now mm -hmm. you've tied in Fox's uh, X-Men into the MCU, because what really made me think about it was Fox tried way too hard to clean their self, their, their selves up. So I don't know if any of y'all know this, but you know... X-Men 3 now technically doesn't exist. Yeah, that's Why? not even canon. They So Days of Future Past, that was Fox's way of cleaning up that movie because it was so bad. Days of Future Past got rid of Last Stand because Jean Grey is still alive, and so was Fox. So Last Stand so never back, happened. It went back and, and did another storyline? Yeah, so and Days of Future Past, when they, when they stopped Old Boy from making the Sentinels, it rewrote the timeline. And so, it, okay. like, when... They yeah, and so now... Yeah, so they clean themselves up. So that's why it's like, now you can put them in, but then too, we don't know who's going to be who, where's going to be which, because you're dealing with her in a different timeline of what she's doing. Like right now, I think she's like, what, in the 90s? Wait, so is Marvel trying to keep the same storyline as the, the, the deal that they just got out of, or are they just trying to start clean? Well, see, here's the thing. Now that you're dealing with a multiverse, there's no telling because in the previous episode, she bought Quicksilver back from the Fox version. But yeah, not, he's technically yeah. playing the MCU's Quicksilver. Wait, so it wasn't the, like, bleach-haired dude from that Avengers movie that died? Mm-mm. Mm -mm, but that's no. who he's that's supposed who, that's to who be. He's, that's who that Quicksilver is playing. It's not like she grabbed that Quicksilver from Fox and put him in there. Uh, no, my head. I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. 
And you know what makes you do that? Because they even do it in the story. Because she's like, because she be asking them, asking them a question. Like, you remember when that bully that kept picking on you? Like, I see what you're doing. You wondering why I look like this? Huh? She was like, Listen. Why do you look different? Man, here's the thing. Hugh Jackman re retired Wolverine. So Dumb. there's a lot of X-Men who don't matter now. I didn't like the actor who played Cyclops. Jean Grey was kind of meh. I don't know if they're going to yeah. reprise Halle Berry as Storm. And that was just at a time where I was just kind of like goo goo gaga for Halle Berry. They just need to start clean. Like Marvel did such a good job with starting clean, especially after the Spider-Man franchise. You know what I mean? They just did their own thing and we were just like that. So... I feel like I would love to see it if, I mean, the the standouts for me were obviously Wolverine, Magneto, and Professor X. So yes. mm -hmm. I don't know how old the you know the the older versions of Professor X and Magneto are now, but it's like if we can even just bring back the young ones, that's fine. But even if you start them over, like it was all about Hugh Jackman. So well, I, I feel like yeah. wanted to just clean cut everybody, just do that. But I don't I don't feel like you need to start continuing from the XX three. All that stuff. It's it's just too much. It's just too yeah. Much. So so there is another thing in the play with that though. So uh, in the theory that a friend of my uh, uh, Bobby um, uh, Bobby Digital shot to him that came up with a lot of these are the theories that he started kind of developing up too that well we've been bouncing back and forth. Um, that there is another option and there's something that we have completely missed that no one has really like paid attention to that may tie in all of this. There is another show that we have completely forgot about that may get tied into this, and that is Legion. So in Legion, Magneto and oh. Professor X are shown. There is a new Professor X, but they're still the same Magneto, which is Michael Fassbender. Ignorance alert. So, What's Legion? Huh? Oh, Legion, bro. You got to watch that. Oh, it, was, oh, it was a show on FX that was related to X-Men. It was about Professor X's son. Yeah. Who has uh, oh, Professor Legion, X's wait, son. What? Professor X's son has a multi, uh, multiple personality disorder, and every personality has a different power. Yeah. So he has a hundred freaking different people in his head and a hundred different uh, actual uh, powers. Man. My thing about Legion is, though, it, does he keep the same physical uh, view of himself, or does he actually change, Will? Who? Oh, oh, boy? Legion. His son? His son? You really yeah. want to know? You really yes. know whatever? He yes. basically, uh, so Charles, like Charles messed up and put a actual like demon in his mind, like an evil person in his mind called the Shadow King, but it was by accident. Okay. And so Legion, his problem was the entire time he thought he was crazy and he kept trying to fight it. And then Charles finally told him what happened. He was like, oh, so it's true. I really am crazy. Oh, well, if that's the case, then cool. Let's do this. He destroyed his timeline, rebuilt mm. it, brought everyone mm. back and was like, I'm going to just be God and keep doing this and then destroyed himself and became God of this new dimension that he created of his own timeline. Okay. First of all, it sounds, it sounds, it sounds crazy, but if you it's watch the show, it's, it's so beautiful how it Legion is. On, Legion on Netflix, to my memory, had like a Spartan warrior as, as the as the head guy completely different show. yeah 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 no it, yeah it's too different it's like that it was a bad name to call it because the other legion ironically i think of is the movie where they're trying to save this baby that god wants to kill and ironically the angel is played by the guy that plays vision 
which is hilarious. Wait, wait, you talking about the dude with the gun, the knife, and the wings? Yep. That that's the movie. Yeah, but check and type in movie, FX Legion. Nothing to do with this. Hmm. Oh. Type in FX Legion, and then it'll pull up. Oh, FX, not Netflix. No, no, no. no FX F Legion. Oh, okay. This looks like some X Men shit. Okay, for sure. Yeah. But my so thing Charles about Xavier. that theory is, though, Will, if Kevin Feige wasn't a producer on that or in any way involved in the Legion series, I don't think they're bringing that in. This I mean, dude, Kevin Feige, don't miss. Kevin Feige but don't miss, bro. But he wasn't a part of uh, the X-Men for Fox either. And now we just saw that's two. That's, but he couldn't touch that. Right, but I'm saying, though, like, you can now touch everything, though. So that's what I'm saying. And then, two, Michael Fassbender was in Legion as Magneto. So it's like, it's in there. And then you also have like uh, Daredevil was brought in the Spider-Man now. So like Charlie Cox is the official Daredevil of the MCU. And so they're tying does, everything yeah. in. Where does where does Hawkeye fit in all of this? Is he a mutant? Was he was he born like that with perfect aim, he, or was he like he's just, he's just amazingly trained? He's just amazingly yeah. trained. He doesn't have you any stigmatism. No, he's just that good. No, no, no. He's just amazingly. He's just, he's just a human who doesn't miss. No, no, no. So, 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 yeah. So most of the time, like him and Black Widow, it's they base themselves off of training because a lot of people don't know. Like Black Widow is actually immune to like all diseases, but it's through training mm -hmm. and whatever it is they injected them with and he stuff like that to keep them. Yourself to be immune. Is it whatever, whatever? Yeah. Like when she was like, uh, the red room. What they call themselves the red room thing. Red room. That's what it made. So yeah, it made her into that. They got experience. Yeah. They got low level experimenting on. Probably so. Kind of like how the super soldier serum thing is. Like they always talk about they never stop doing that. Like they always try to find a different way to do it. And Absolutely. so they just work. Hard. I would like to just Monica Rambo said, My way back in is about an hour away. That's what she said in the last episode. Yep. So uh, Pat. Uh, the lead actress who's uh, playing Monica Rambeau is outside of the bubble now. She wants to Wanda? go back in because, no, not Wanda. Uh, uh, God, I do not know the actress's name, but the black woman who was originally in and then got shot out. Who's playing Monica Rambeau that? at the very last, the last episode, she says, my way back in is an hour out. She called some physicist, some whatever smart guy to come pull up to help her get back in. Now the internet exploded because they're like, who did she call? Who's going to show up to help her get back in? The internet exploded because it has been rumored for quite some time. John Krasinski, a.k.a. Jim Halpert, the fans have been wanting, and they said, we want him as Reed Richards. If John Krasinski shows up on my screen, I'm going I'm to lose it. <laughs> He's great. You didn't, you, here's the thing. After seeing Jim, you're like, action hero especially with that jack ryan or whatever we were just like i don't want to see jim as a as a superhero but then you see him and it's like, oh he got, he got some range especially after like juno and stuff like you start seeing him yeah. in other stuff and you're like oh he's, he's he can act but over the years yeah. he's gotten such like a, a a portfolio that i'm here for it yeah yeah, yeah so um, so if he shows yeah. up i'm there yeah so it's either that or um they said one of the people from uh, I, I don't want to say the name wrong, but what's the new uh, Asian film that's coming out in the MCU? Shang what? Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi, they said it might be someone from there that she's going to meet up with as well. Or it might be mm -hmm. someone from uh, for go, leading them to connect Falcon and uh, Cap, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. 
Another theory that just hit me, could it be a, a, a Cree? Could it be who was who's with um, uh, Nick Fury? Could it be one of the aliens from up there to come back the down scroll, to help? No, because they still out because they still out in space when that happens. Okay, so the scrolls ain't. Are wait, out, wait, wait, out wait, wait. When did they say, no, 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 no. Hold on. When did they show they were out of space? Uh, at the was end. Was that in Captain of, Marvel? Was that the end of uh, Captain no, Marvel? It was not the end of Captain Marvel. It was either the end of. Was it the end of the Spider-Man movie? No, because that's when they well, he was not- found out he killed him. All right. Because um... I'm trying to place the timeline of when that happened. What's credit scene? This is, this is what we do, guys. All we have to do is simply wait and just find out. But here we are driving ourselves crazy, just thinking of all these theories of what people want to imagine the best case scenario so they can either be really, really happy or really disappointed. And I don't get why. Right. right. <laughs> because, and then Doctor Strange didn't make it no better now. Now we're just like, okay, we need one million uh, scenarios of how this could go. Wait, so Doctor Strange wasn't born like that? No, Doctor Strange, uh, my it's his mind, so he has a uh, photographic memory. So it's just he was that's like a how doctor, he was trained. Right? He was a doctor. He was a surgeon, and then he got in a wreck, and it messed up his hands. So they couldn't they couldn't put his hands back together. So they always do this. So you can't be a surgeon no more if you're doing this. So he went explored every type of medicine, Eastern, Western, whatever he could right, to get his remember. hands to stop doing this. And so then he found mystic arts, but instead of it, you know, doing that, he decided to become a sorcerer. And he still never fixed his hands. Like his hands were always. Forever. I mean, they be steady when he be doing this thing. You know, he don't be. No, like no. If you look, if you look, if you look closely, it do be shaking when he do it. Like hey, his hands. You know, be it, it'd be crazy if they gave him a wobbly circle too. If it was like a, if the circles that he went, <laughs> like, it was like it wasn't a complete circle, right? It wasn't circled right when he did. No, no it was just oh. like you know those you know oh. those scissors you used to get that gave you wacky edges. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. My man got a zigzag. I'm just saying, it'd be like a wobbly oh. oval and he'd just be like opening like oblong uh portals. <laughs> Which is low-key probably easier to walk through. <laughs> well, the scene that we are talking about is at the end of Spider-Man Far From Home with Nick Fury on that ship when he walks out of the ocean, but then he's actually on the ship. It's a fake vacation. And all the scrolls is this screen? The career of the scrolls around him. It's the scrolls that are around him. Scrolls. It's the scrolls. scrolls yeah. So, so then they're I in hope space. It ain't a scroll. I hope it ain't a scroll. No, nah, because that because he took because they're going home. So at that time, when that happened, they're going home already. Because Spider-Man is around. So this is after the five years. So he's not so Nick Fury ain't even on Earth right now. Mm. We'll see. So it gotta be somebody. It gotta be somebody, man. This is yo, but we just know it's about to be an hour long for these last three. This is it too. This is just gonna show us what's about to happen in stage four. And they say we do not get an Avengers movie. Definitely didn't yes, expect I, to expect Jim in the the Marvel universe, but I gotta I got clearly after watch this WandaVision. That first episode. Yes, well, it's well, it's it's a thing to get because you gotta just kind of go on the ride with the experience, like the fact that mm-hmm. she's going through different uh, eras of television, families, and things like that. All she ever wanted was a family. The fact that her brother was taken from her, her man was taken from her, she snapped. Uh, the fact that in the very last episode, it was mimicked after like the Malcolm in the Middle era, uh, or it was actually after Malcolm in the Middle, like that was yeah. the TV show family thing. So I'm only I'm very curious on where they go next. Where are they going? Modern Family? Like what what is she gonna touch next? Um. No, it's probably going to be something 
What what was one that had a woman lead that had to take care of kids and it was kind of like stressed out? Because I remember seeing a clip where she's in the robe, kind of got like the, the the messy hair and stuff. The nanny? No, nah, some some some. It's gonna be some. It's some. I don't know what show it probably is, but it's probably like based off of Roseanne. Roseanne is probably next. Roseanne, you can't, go back, it, you can't go back. Though. It's been, it, it it's, been be. it's been continuous. To, to, it's been continuing to go from year to year. I mean, era to era to era to era. And Malcolm in the Middle is way after Roseanne. So I don't know. Okay, it has so to then, be something who, more modern. Who, who's another woman that, like, when it came out, like, kind of? I don't. I don't know why. Like, I remember just seeing a scene in the trailer where you know she had a robe on. Everything started glitching around her, and she just kind of had the messy, had, looking like she was kind of like struggling with kids. So whatever that, That's whatever what, kind of show that was, was like the that. Beginning of, of this episode, the part you're no, talking no, 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 about. No, she was is, in a pink robe. She was in a pink robe, and this one, she's in a plaid robe. She's in a blue plaid robe in this one. So I'm not, I'm not sure of the show. I'm not sure of the show. But I will say this about a show. Give my boy James Wu his own show. Give James Wu a spinoff. Give my boy a spinoff. He needs a funny version of X Files. And you know you would watch it. If this happens, it just proves that the fans really do get what they want. Yes. It's and been talked about just because they saw the dynamic between James Wu and Kat Dennings. I think it'd be great for those two to, to, to make their own run, for sure. I'm down for that. But it, But it's dope, too, because the underlying about it is – you get to connect everything that's not told from a superhero's perspective. So imagine what James Wu has to deal with as an FBI agent dealing with superheroes. Like, imagine, like, we found it real funny, but imagine seeing it from his eyes, like, yo, I really got to go catch Ant-Man slipping. Mm. And with his personality, too, it's just like, yo, like, he deserved, he he could pull off a show and then keep us looped in with, like, how S.W.O.R.D. got uh, brought up what they're doing, how things are moving, because the next thing I think is going to happen is the Mutant Registration Act. I think that's going to be a new type of uh, version that they're going to introduce into the MCU. Last night, I didn't know today was the, uh, the I think it's the three-year anniversary of, of Black Panther. Today is. I didn't yeah. know that. I watched Black Panther yeah. last night. I watched Dang. it last night. Like I, was, I, was, I didn't watch everything else, but I, I wanted to save that one last. I went through my whole Marvel Cinematic run through i watched all of them all over again but i wanted to say black panther last and just happened to line up very last night it's two o'clock in the morning i just hit it so mm -hmm. i'm running through it and and uh you know i'm watching nick ross which was the fbi agent that got popped and then they took him to wakanda to, to heal him and he was also um, a pilot and he was able to you know save the the vibranium from leaving wakanda and i was like man we didn't even see him in infinity war or avengers like he didn't we didn't see him pop back up but he's interacted with them. So it, it would make sense if they do the James Wu route. Yo, there have been people in American government who've actually interacted and helped on that side instead of always just right. superheroes against the government, superheroes against right. the government. We've had allies. So I'm really curious where yeah. they could even take that. Yeah. So that's why I'm just like, there's a lot. And then you too, like you said, Agent 13 as well. She was another one that was like really highlighted through Civil War and these other ones, but we didn't see her. But we are going to see her in like the Armor Wars and some other things. So it's just like, it makes sense to have a different perspective that can be told that's not from a superhero. And I think James Wu has enough of the the witty banter and comedic sense and the care between being a human and uh, with the superhero uh, powers to be able to go do stuff. So I just think I just think that would be dope. 
as hell to see. And uh, also too, something just that you had mentioned, Cleo, before we before we you know flip over to the interview. Um, something I didn't discover till the last time I watched Iron Man two. Shout out to Elon Musk for the cameo. Yeah, <laughs> I, I didn't notice that till I watched it like a few months ago. So is that Elon Musk? That's our Tony Stark. Our real life Tony Stark. For sure, they say that Tony Stark, of, of you know, on-screen character, of course, is 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 pulling a lot of inspiration from Elon. But people were kind of mad at me for not knowing that. I'm like, okay, first of all, Iron Man two came out years ago. Elon Musk's name wasn't even as cracking as it is right now. So don't get mad at me because I didn't realize that was Elon Musk. Then. I didn't own a Tesla then. I don't own a Tesla now, but everyone knows who Elon Musk is. So it's just crazy to have his little cameo in there, man. It's funny. He mentioned something about a um, a a electric plane and an electric jet. He was like, yo, I have blueprints for an electric jet. And Tony's like, oh, I got to see those. Like, mm. Was he dropping hints that even years later we could see it happen? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Electric jet. I want the Cybertruck though. I want the Cybertruck. Oh yeah, I'm getting the Cybertruck. Gotta get the Cybertruck. The Halo. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Well, ladies and gentlemen, the Warhawk. We, we have <laughs> the Warhawk. We have we have certainly talked our ear out about one division. So uh thank y'all for sitting here and, and taking all of that in. Hopefully y'all are watching it on Disney Plus and get to enjoy the last three episodes. Yes, you do, and get to enjoy the last three episodes, which are our longer piece, so we can get the conclusion of what will happen to Wanda and Vision and how we will be introduced into phase four of the MCU. But it is time for us to get into another I I I can't believe I'm going to say this. Another anomaly that is in the Smash Bros community. So sit back. Y'all are going to want to hear this. We have the champ today, Spargo of Smash Bros. Smash Bros, excuse me, and Gridiron Gang Invitational. It is about that time. So let's flip on over to the other side of this coin. What up, guys? Before we get into the interview today, we just want to shout out our sponsor, Caesars. Open up a world of choices at over 50 resorts and casinos with Caesars Rewards and get rewarded for doing everything that you enjoy. Earn reward credits when you play, dine, stay, bet, party, or relax at Caesars Rewards destinations. Then redeem for free or discounted hotel stays, offers for dining, shopping shows, and much, much more. Put simply, Caesars Rewards offers endless ways to earn the benefits that you love. Learn more and sign up for free today at caesars.com slash myrewards. Ladies and gentlemen, it is our honor to present to you your Smash Bowl champion representing Tijuana, Mexico, the one, the only, the prodigy, Spargo. Spargo, welcome to the show. <laughs> yeah, what's up, everyone? Yeah, thank you so much for inviting me today. Look, this is how cold Spargo is. He only want to show his face. He was like, listen, I, I, I'm too cold to this. I need to hide my face a little bit. So for those that's watching, seeing the video version of our coin toss, he, we just, we talking to a picture right now. He's anonymous, even though we know who he is. That's how cold he is in this game. <laughs> But Spargo, man, Spargo. how are you doing today, man? Uh, yeah, I'm doing, I'm doing pretty good. I'm just kind of excited for this. Yeah, so, yeah. We're excited to talk to you, man. We really are, man. You, you know, you're a 15 year old Smash Brothers, just, just ocelot of of a champion. 
it is beautiful to see. It's beautiful to hear, man. Your gameplay style is incredible. Looking at the stats, the fact that you earned almost $10,000 in earnings uh, on the Gridiron Invitationals, uh, you won both the Smash Bowl uh, that, that everyone has been tuning into and the Gridiron Clash. You beat MVD, DeBuzz, and Leon not once, twice. Okay, you have you you've battled everybody and you are the one left standing, man. So I just gotta ask you first question out. When did you begin playing Smash Bros? You're 15 years old. You're half yeah. my age, bro. <laughs> uh so I started playing uh, Smash Bros when I was like six years old. Like I played that game way at my cousin's house. Uh, but we just played for fun, like with items and stuff like that. But then uh, I knew about competitive scene around around 2016, so when I was like 10 years old or something. So so yeah, I started playing competitively around that around that time. Wow. Jeez. Okay, I I just I just have to know. So I I, I want to paint a picture. You're like right now. You're 15 years old. Yeah, I like you know just just to go back in time. I when I was fifteen, it it was two thousand three. Uh, it was tall white t shirts walking around, and for me, the coldest game I was at was Tony Hawk. Like I could not be touched in Tony Hawk. But back in that time, my mom would look at me like you putting all of this effort into a video game and you ain't doing nothing else, and that is a waste of time. Sparkle, let me, let me just so from that perspective, Sparkle, like how do you feel being a 15 year old who has dedicated all of this mental time and, and, and strength into this video game to not only be so cold at it, but to be so cold at it that you are bringing in profit at your age? Uh, how do I feel? Um, it feels kind of unreal because. Because I know I know not so many people can like be this good at my age, and I also when I was like when I recently no not recently but, but when I first joined uh, competitive scene I was like ten years old, and I was like okay my so I want to become a top player I want to become one of the best, but I always said to to myself okay that would be when I I don't know when I become. Um, 18 years old or something like that. I, I didn't even expect to become this good like like so quickly. So so it feels so unreal because I never expected to be this good. It feels so unreal, yeah. You got to bask in it, Sparkle. You got to bask in your own glory and greatness. You are a, the, the the term prodigy is placed upon you because it's a real thing. You're 15 years old, and I'm gonna stop bringing up your age because it's like I don't want to just keep drilling the fact that you're a kid. But bro, no, 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 no. you got no, 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 you got to. Cat, back, back. He's, he's 15, smashing folks like Clear, it's but, nothing. They can't stand in front but of. Do him. you realize what he just said though? Like, bro, like, okay, no. so Cleo, you know, I told you like you like when we first met, you're a real life treasure hunter, right? From your role that you've played, bro. Sparkle just told us he started to want to be the very best at 10 years old. We have the honor of our very own real life Ash Ketchum. Ash oh, Ketchum wow. started catching Pokemon <laughs> at 10 wow. years old. And Spargo right. has become the very best. The very best. I'm gonna just I'm gonna just leave that door for y'all, we bro. 
We would have we would have sang the theme song for you on the way in, bro. If we would have made that connection earlier, hundred percent, we would have said the entire Pokemon theme song just for you. Uh, I gotta ask you, man. You you play as Cloud, right? I'm a big yeah. Final Fantasy VII fan. I played it on the original PlayStation when it came out. I played the remake. I am a diehard Final Fantasy VII uh, fan. So I gotta ask you uh, two questions. One: Have you ever played Final Fantasy VII? And also, if it what made you choose Cloud amongst this? amazing roster that smash bros has uh yeah i had played final fantasy but it was like a, a few months ago the first time i played it so the nice. reason i the reason i started playing cloud was just because since smash 4 actually like 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 cloud's playstyle and stuff like I've, i really feel like cloud fits my playstyle really well and i really enjoy playing like him but the reason I use Cloud is it's not like related to, to because I like their games or something. Like when Cloud was first revealed in Smash Four, I had no idea who Cloud was. So, so yeah, it's just because he's fun. That's pretty cool. Oh, that's just like, like I can't I can't get past it. This is just, just <laughs> so like cool. I thought it was cool. So I, I yeah. got it. Like now I just picture Smash players and him like Pokemon. It's like I have Cloud now. I must train him. And he just don't want yeah. to do nothing, so just clouds just like I'll get you. Don't worry, I'll make you the best. So, um, uh, there's another thing that we have on here that we normally ask, uh, especially our Smash uh, Bros uh, character players. I mean, co uh, competitors as well. So you are from Tijuana, Mexico, of course. And so, yeah. um, one thing we always want to know is from everyone that you know in the Smash roster, if Tijuana decided that we wanted to take one of those characters and make them the official mascot of Tijuana, Mexico. What character do you think would best represent Tijuana, Mexico from the Smash Bros. roster? Um, I think... I think... I mean, maybe Cloud, but not because of me. But because almost everyone in my region has a pocket Cloud. So... So, so yeah, probably the blue cloud or or maybe Rob. A lot of people in my region play Rob. So yeah, maybe okay. those two. Nice. Okay, Rob or okay. Cloud. I like that. Rob or Cloud. Dope choices, man. Um I have to ask every person, every competitor who's come on on the Coin Toss podcast, uh the fact that you've started playing Smash, I believe you said in Brawl. That's the first that's the first uh, yeah. Smash game you played. Okay, so you started playing at Brawl. Here we are all the way at Smash Ultimate. Which remote controller are you using when you compete? Are you sticking to the GameCube remote controller or are you one of the players who've made the transition over to the pro controller that Switch released? Uh, no, 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 I use GameCube, yeah. I have used GameCube since like, um, it's like mid Smash 4, but, but before I joined competitive, I used a gamepad in Smash 4 and in Brawl, I used a Wiimote. But now, you were using yeah. a Wiimote? Yeah, bro. I mean, I was like, I, I, like before I even uh, started in competitive scene, I, I played with that Wiimote, so yeah. Humble beginnings, Will. Humble beginnings. Right? Yeah. The kids humble yeah. beginnings. We kept making fun saying somebody, we know someone out there did that. Somebody out there did it, and we just... <laughs> we found him. It's, I've, it's I've, the, obviously be the champion of the Smash Bowl. It's him. Exactly. Exactly. So just, just far, I, I got to know, though, like, just what is it that drives you to want to be the very best? Like, especially when it comes to this, like, 
just what is it just in your mind that makes you wake up every day and it's just like, yo, not only do I want to be the best, technically I am the best. And so it's like, how do you manage to handle all of that at 15? Um, I mean, I mean, I, I mean, I, yeah, I technically am the best right now, but, but, but the thing I, it's the thing is, is I want to become the best, but offline, like, like, I don't think online means that much as, as it does offline, but, but that's my goal for now. Like when offline comes back, I want to beat everyone. I want to be the best. So so yeah, I, I, how do you say? But yeah, I have been grinding like for so long this game, and yeah, I have a lot of patience for, for ultimate. So so yeah, when offline comes back, I wanna be the best, and I'll and I'll do my best to do that. Like, like yeah. Man, let me say something right now, Will. When offline comes back, when the world opens back up, and they have a world wide smash bros champion and they fly all the great sense of one location you know who we will be inside of the arena rooting for spargo i need to see this yes, kid indeed. take on everybody and lay everybody down in front of him bro he's i'm, I'm so excited to have just talked to him today 15 yeah just just so you know smash bros, it's it's in his hands man the future's in his hands yeah yes indeed man just just so you know you do have Three fans. I'm like, I love the uh, arcade token. Patrick Cloud ain't here today, but believe me when we tell him what we just said. You have three fans on your side wherever it is that you may go. Um, so we do have like uh, maybe like two or three more questions we want to ask before we get you out of here, Spargo. Um, I just want to talk to you about the Smash Bros tournament and the Grit Iron Invitational. Now, not only did you win the Smash Bowl when most folks were all, all you know shouting for MVD, the buzz, the rest of these folks to be able to take it. You came in not, and, and did it with a, with extreme fashion, not no close thing. It was like, no, let me show you what I'm working with. Then I'm the good. Gridiron Invitational comes, and it's just like, okay, it's payback. Nope, it is a continued onslaught. So yeah. how was it being in both of those series for you? Uh. So on both, right? So, so um, I I say I was pretty confident when I played those tournaments because, because I don't know. I feel like like I am the best right now. So that means I if I play at my best, I can beat everyone. So, so yeah, when I play in like tournaments like that, I I'm pretty confident. So and I think being confident makes me play way better. So so that's what I, that's what I try to do. And, and yeah, it worked. So, so yeah, that's that's what I do. Okay, okay, that's right. You got to be confident, man, in all your abilities, and that's that's very important, man. Be confident in what you've done. You've trained. You show up when the spotlight is on, and you dominate. That's a beautiful thing to see. Uh, another question we'd like to ask everyone who comes on the show is uh, about DLC characters. A big thing that uh, about Smash Bros is how they they continuously. Uh, add brand new characters, surprise people. When, when Cloud was first announced coming to Smash Bros, I lost my mind as a Final Fantasy fan. Here we are in Smash Ultimate, and Sephiroth gets added to the roster, and I'm still bl mind blown about that. Are there any characters uh, in video game history or lore, other video games you played growing up, 
Are there any characters out there that you would like to see added to the Smash Bros. roster? Uh, I'm not sure if I want anyone in like in a specific because I like mm -hmm. their games or something. But I think, uh, like for, in my opinion, it will be really funny to see uh, the Fortnite guy in Smash. But it's because it's funny, not because I I want him in, in Smash. I just think it will be really funny. Mm -hmm. The main character I wanted before was Steve, and and yeah, he got in Smash. So now I, so now I think yeah. it would be funny. Fortnite was in Smash. Okay, okay, all right, dope. Yeah, for sure. Okay, um, so I do I do have to ask if you could um, you you being such a uh, high rank as a champion, and like you said, can't wait for you to be able to go back offline. I, I want to know. From you, just if you could give us a, you got to take your time on this. Paint us the perfect Smash Bros. tournament for you, bracket wise, where it would be, any little quips bring in this that can be added into it, any kind of features or rules that you would want to set. Give us your customized Spargo tournament for Smash Bros. Mm. Mm. This will be for offline or or online? This will be yeah. offline. This is yeah, yeah. Okay, just just offline. think however you want it. Okay, uh so maybe a I don't know, a really big uh video uh with all the PER players like like almost every one of them and including myself obviously. Like I'm not PR but I want to be in that bracket because because I want to see how I do against against all of them. So, so yeah, just like a super big major, and also with a really big pot prize. Like I'm not sure what will be like really really big, but but uh, but yeah, like if if maybe something Nintendo decides to support us, like maybe just maybe they just add a pot prize, and yeah, that would be that would be really really good, and. And yeah, I think that's it. Like, I don't, I don't know what else to say. Okay. So an official Nintendo tournament with everyone from around the world flies in to play Smash Bros. Spargo's going in as said champion. Like, there should be brackets dedicated to said champion of where they're from. Represent yep. Mexico. Spargo is champion. So it is the Spargo bracket, whether it's MVD representing for America, whatever the case may be. But then it all just continues to break down, break down, so there can only be just one absolute champion in Smash Bros, man. And yeah, I, I agree. An absolute huge pot would be great. I don't know, 50,000, 100,000. Put it up there, man. Why not? Let the people go at it. Yeah, uh, I mean, that'd be dope as hell. Can I ask you what your favorite item is in, in Smash Bros? What is your favorite item uh, outside, of course, the Smash Ball being, being hit and being able to use your ultimate attack? What is your favorite item in Smash Bros? Um, my favorite item. Uh, okay, that's a that's a hard question. Um, okay, let me just remember what what items there are. Uh, they got a lot. They've yeah, got a there's lot. a lot. It's hard to choose from <laughs> every every single item. Uh, maybe. I mean, I really like. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. My favorite item is the timer. Like one hundred percent. I just remember. Yeah, the mm. timer that makes everyone go Dang. everyone go slow. Yeah. I like that item because it makes it makes so like I can come. There's so 
much combo potential from just the timer. I can do every yeah. everything I want. So yeah, for sure. For sure. That yeah, that is a great great item to pick up uh, out there in the battlefield. It slows everyone down. And if you can go, go do straight to your attacks and get their percentage up, absolutely. Yeah, see? Strategic. The kid's strategic, Will. I got to keep like, He's so strategic. Beautiful. Yeah, he is, man. So I, got, I, so I do have to know, though. So since you are a champion and so great at Smash Bros, um, I want to know, do you have kind of the Einstein thing going on when it comes to the rest of video games? So is this your only game that you play, or do you have anything else that you play outside of Smash Bros? Uh, I recently started to play Melee, and I really want to get into the competitive scene. So, and I say I'm fairly decent at that game. So, so yes, I say I could become pretty good at that game too. And I also played Rivals for a bit, and I say I was like kind of decent there. But I just need like I just need more time if I want to become like as good as I am in in Ultimate, because I have been playing this game for like two years or something. And like, mm. like, I have been playing melee, melee for like less than a year. So yeah, I just need more time if I want to become good. Beautiful. Gotcha. Beautiful. There it is, man. Yeah, that's it, man. <laughs> Dude, this oh, is just, I'm sorry. This oh. is just, this is, I, yeah. And then it's just like, I don't even know what to really ask of like, you know, cause we can say like, what, what, what is your career goals? But we already know what it is and it's just really, to be the best and it's just like that's what i think that's going to make your journey so dope that it's not really about the money it's not really about the aspect but it's just the fact of like competing for yeah. being the absolute best at this game and i think that's the reason why one you win why i think you go so far the way you go and i think why you'll continue to go as far as you really want to proceed and only at 15 years old cleo bruh 15 Bro, he's you gonna do it in 15 next 20 years. I'm telling you, I'm gonna be Bro. telling my kids about yo. Y'all don't have it like Spargo. There was a kid your age who was wiping the floor with everybody. It's gonna be the legacy of Spargo. I'm telling you, I'm calling it right now. There's gonna be Spargo t shirts, there's gonna be Spargo beanie babies and Funko Pops, all dedicated to the one from Tijuana. I'm telling you, it's going down like that. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Dang, man. I'm just picturing the banners now, dropping it like these invitationals with him, just like the one we see now. And it's just in that big banner, just, and just some other 10-year-old, like, that's going to be me one That's going to be me. That's <laughs> exactly. That is going to be exactly. me. But um, now, Spargo, um, we kind of had this thing that we, that, that we do with a lot of uh, professional Smash uh, players and I don't know why this is the first time I've ever been intimidated to throw this out there, but um, we call it a good old fashioned arcade jumping, Spargo. Uh, so myself, Cleo Thomas and Patrick Cloud are avid fans of uh, the Super Smash Bros. Uh, it goes in the list as far as who's the best of the worst. You have the best in Cleo Thomas and then you have me who's still trying to figure out the buttons. But we always come to challenge uh, players in a good old back alley street fight, three versus one. Now we're not looking to win because we don't have we we don't think we are. We're just trying to get one stock knocked off of you. So we just want to be had to throw that out there, that invitational, and to see if you're ready. You know to come catch the arcade token smoke. 
<laughs> okay, so yeah, yeah, I'm down for that. I'm so down for that. There okay. it is. There it is. Yes. And I, I won't feel any kind of way, Will. I won't. I'll know that I, I went in there with my crew to take on Spargo and got smoked, and that's just what it is. And I'll accept that. That's fine. I'm, I'm okay with that. Spargo, I'm going to just let you know this. Don't let us knock one stock off of you. I'm going to ride that <laughs> for the next four years. Like, hey, well, listen. Every time you win, be like, you know I knocked him off the stage, though, right? Just saying. <laughs> Anybody you sweep, anyone you sweep, I'm going to be like, I'm better than him. I knocked Spargo off. It, hey, I had two other people with me, but I knocked Spargo off and took the stock off. That's all I know. That's facts. Spargo, yes, we want to yes, thank indeed. you so much for coming by and being a guest on the Coin Toss podcast. Uh, please let the people know where they can look forward to seeing you next. Please let them know your socials. Uh, tell the people where they can just connect with you more. Uh, yes, yeah, so I'm the, the social media I'm most active on. Uh, the most active on is it's on Twitter. You can find me like at Spargo SSB. And. Yeah, I think that's. Oh yeah, yeah. And also, I also sometimes stream on Twitch. Uh, you can find me like, uh, my. It's just Fargo. Like my name is just Fargo, so you can just search me, on that. And and yeah, I think that's it. Well, there it is, ladies and gentlemen. That is your Smash Bowl champion, soon to be best in the world ever to have ever picked up the sticks in Smash Bros. Spargo. 15 years old. Dang. The kid of the world champion. I know in the Smash Bros community, there's an offline, online thing. And even the fact that Spargo brought it up, you know, even him himself, he's just like, you know, I really want to be champion in the offline mode. Man, the kid got to give himself some credit. Not only yeah. did he take on some of the best, he took them on twice, took home over $10,000 in cash prizes at 15. This kid is a prodigy, man. Here's the thing. I, in the in the world of video games, age doesn't really matter. You know what I mean? Whether you're 50, 70, 13, whatever. In competition, though, if a 15-year-old sends me home two years in a row and I was training in between, I'm 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 going I'm quitting. <laughs> quitting. <laughs> quitting. That, that's that's impressive. It is that's very impressive, impressive man. Now to just see the the dedication to something like that at the age of 10 and then to be 15 with over like five g's in your pocket and stuff like that and, you know outside being like an actor and stuff like that that you know that's not really normal for a kid that's not normal for a 15 year old but also too to on top of that be the best at it and just to see like it not going to his head like the confidence is to fuel him to continue to be the best, but not to insult anyone, but to just to yeah. continue to thrive, man. It's just for him to have that mindset at 15, just like imagine where he's going to be when he's our age. So it's just like, yo, as we said in the interview, man, uh, we are fans of Spargo. We are going to be pushing for him. Anytime he is hopping into these tournaments, Spargo is one of our guys. Uh, was it did, didn't like how he agreed to the uh to this jumping though. Uh I ain't like them giggles. I ain't like them giggles. Yeah, <laughs> there were yeah, a lot of giggles when we, did, when we offered. A lot of giggles yeah, when we offered. I ain't like that one. I told I was a little nervous even asking him. And he was like, ah, yeah, but I, like I said, I knock a stock off. Oh, I'm talking all the all the crap. 
Oh, do not get stock out. Listen, the three of us uh, got to get one stock knocked off, Pat. If one but person gets swept here, by him, here's just the only mm-hmm. crazy thing that I'm I'm seeing from this interview is that one thing we never talk about because we're 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 at the age where we've seen it become a professional game. Spargo's at the game where he's coming up with it being a professional game. So, like you say, that's going to that's going to really spawn all these Ash Catchums, as you call them, people who go come into the game knowing that it's competitive, and they're like, okay, from a young age, I'm gonna start this work, as opposed to our generation, who is just like, by the time you old, whoever's good, jump in the league. You know, like <laughs> we didn't know that yeah. was gonna be a thing. So, we're we're gonna see some Mike Tyson crazy level beasts at these games based on these young cats who are growing up knowing that it's a thing just like the nba you know so yeah it's impressive yeah, We've never thought that. yeah that's crazy yo like just imagine we're gonna have a lavar ball of gamers you're grown in that that's all you know as opposed yo. to like the people. imagine the people who are just playing basketball casually and then the nba dropped when they were like 25 it'd be like oh this was a thing all right for sure let me try it out but if, if the NBA has been a thing for 30 years and you're just young lad looking at Kobe and Jordan, that's how we got all our beasts today. So now we're seeing that in in the gaming world and, and it's 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 intimidating. We're gonna see some crazy level, we're gonna see some the skill level jump because of people like uh Spargo. Yeah, yes indeed, yes indeed, man. So um I look forward to it. I look forward to seeing that. I look, I look forward to seeing the success. And as always, just seeing the success of this gaming industry continuing to rise and create dope stories such as the one we just was told from Spargo. So keep it up to all those gamers out there that are professional, not professional, for the love of it. Just keep it up because you never know where the love for these games are going to take you. So thank you for joining us for another episode of Coin Toss. Of course, shout out to Gridiron Gaming, Thunder, and of course, our sponsor, Caesar Rewards. We appreciate y'all for checking out this episode of Coin Toss. Make sure you check out audio and video, uh, twitch.tv slash thundergaming, and of course, twitch.tv slash the arcade tokens, Cleo Thomas, Patrick Cloud, Will Farrell. You know what to do. All of the stuff is always there. Keep following, stay up to date with everything, and we will catch you next time.